The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Welcome to the world of the uncanny, the eerie, the unearthly. Strange things happen. They have happened to me and will again. They have happened to you and will again. They happened to Norman Meredith. But they will never, never happen to him again. Because, well, listen. in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Bush Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Sinoff, the sinus medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. What is a dream? From where does it come? And why? Wiser men than I say that dreams rise like mist out of various levels of the subconscious and the unconscious. But what is the subconscious? What is the unconscious? No one really knows. Oh, there are theories, yes. But no one can say with certainty why we dream. Why, for instance, Norman Meredith dreamed that certain dream. You say, you say you're the woman of my dreams, my dream woman. If that's so, why would you want to kill me with that knife? So you can stay in my world always. Be mine always. No, I don't understand. Only when you were dead, physically dead, can your spirit live, really live. And you come... From the spirit world? A spirit world. One of countless spirit worlds. Oh, join me in it now, dearest Norman. Dearest heart. Join me now. No! Yes! No! Yes! No! Yes! No! Yes! No! I must no! Tell you, Norman. I'll no! tell you, Norman. No! Oh, Stanley, please don't. 
Yeah. Oh, my name is Norman Meredith, Miss Lawrence. Yes? Oh, well, I was wondering if I might uh, talk with you for a few minutes. Well, about uh, what? You selling something? No, 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 no. I'm not a salesman. Nothing like that. I Could I come in? Well, I don't know. Uh, somebody give you my name? A client of mine? No, I'm a friend of Dr. Gersten's. I, I saw you in his office this afternoon. Oh, hey, you're, you're the character that kept staring at me. I apologize for that. It was it was very rude of me. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, lots of guys stare at me. <laughs> Could I? Yeah, sure. Come on in. I, uh, I followed you after you left Arnold's, uh, Dr. Gerson's office. You followed me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you got it bad. Unless you got some other reason for playing bloodhound. Uh, how about a drink first, huh? First? <laughs> well, if you got it that bad... No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think you understand. I want to talk to you. Talk to me. Well, if that's the way you get your kicks. Tell me about yourself, Miss Lawrence. No, tell me all about yourself. <laughs> You're real flaky. You just want to talk? I want to know all about you. All about you. Who you are, where you come from, what you do for a living. Oh, come on. You must be kidding. What I do for a living? Mm. <laughs> hey, Norman, you put me away. You really do. Mm, Dr. Gerson said you're an actress. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you could put it that way. I put on a real good act. <laughs> if you mean what I think you mean. Well, what else would I mean? I mean, you can't be as square as you sound. Or can you? Look, will you stop staring at me like that? I really don't like being stared I'm at. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't help myself. You fascinate me. Miss Lawrence. I can do that for Sandra. Sandra? I dreamed of you last night. Uh-huh. Well, lots of guys do. Men who've never met you. Well, okay, so you dreamed of me last night. I mean, you know, what do you want, an Academy Award? <laughs> no, I, I I want to get to know you better. <laughs> Come on, I mean, what's the angle, huh? No angle. I, I, I told you, you are... You fascinate me. Look, Norman, you level with me. You level with me right now or just blow, okay? I am leveling with you. When I say you fascinate me, I mean, well, there was a the dream to begin with. And then meeting you, a dream woman in the flesh in Gerson's office. There's, there's something so strange about it. About it and you. Oh, no, I'm strange. No, it's more than that. It's, 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 it's you. I, I'm drawn to you. Waiting for you outside the medical center. I kept telling myself I was crazy. Yeah, and that I was. Just put you out of my mind, go about my business. But I couldn't do it. All the time that I was following you, waiting for you, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But I had to. I had to. Use. I was incapable of doing anything else. It must be like being an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's a compulsion. I, I have to be with you. Well, whatever you got, you still got it bad. Now, Norman, dearest heart, my time is valuable. It's fifty dollars an hour. Dearest heart. Hmm? Dearest heart. You called me that in the dream. Dearest heart. Oh yeah? Oh, how about that? How about the fifty bucks? Well, sure. Okay, in advance. 
Oh. Oh, so anything you say? Uh, Sandy? Yeah. Uh, put it on the table, Norman. Got a boy. Okay. What'll we talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Anything. Anything, as I said. I, I want to know all about you. Tell me about yourself. Okay, uh, but, uh, how's about I slip into something more comfortable first? All right. You fix yourself a drink. The bar's over there. Thanks. You got any scotch? Yeah, throw the shelf under the bar. Okay. Oh. Good Lord. What's the matter? It's knife. It's carving knife. Where did you get it? How do I know? I had it for years. Oh, you, you fascinated by knives, too? No. No, not knife. A knife. This one. <laughs> oh, I said it before, and I'll say it again, Norman. You put me away. Divorce. You want a divorce, Norman? Yes, I guess I do. To marry this tramp? Yes. I can't really believe you're saying it. I can understand you're being fascinated by a woman who resembles the woman you saw in your dream. She is the woman in my dream. I'm in love with her, Agnes. In love? With the kind of woman you tell me she is? Hmm? Norman, in love? Hopelessly, helplessly, compulsively. I'm... I'm gripped by something out of my control. I've tried to fight it to free myself of it, and I can't. Agnes, I can't. But my darling, you've got to. I love you. Yes, and you love me. I know you do. Yes. We've been married for yes, 20 years. Yes. Happily married. But... You can't throw years away like old shoes. Destroy everything we've built together. Everything we've come to mean to each other. I'm powerless to do anything else. Well, I have not. What do you mean? I mean that you're suffering from some sort of... some sort of aberration. You're sick, Norman. Mentally sick. And I am not letting you do anything as stupid, as disastrous as marrying that girl. I will not divorce you, Norman. Agnes. No, Norman. In a few months, it'll all be over. This sudden romance of yours will be dead. Stone cold dead. No. In a few months, I will be stone cold dead. There are, we are told, dreams of precognition. Dreams which foretell events that will happen in the future. There are, in fact, many such cases on record. Explain them? I can't. The truth is, no one can. Not even Norman Meredith. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. with anything but a satisfactory answer. We might ask now, what is a compulsion? 
and find the answer equally unsatisfactory. A compulsion is, of course, the doing of something in spite of yourself. The doing of it against all the dictates of intelligence, reason, sanity. And that is precisely what Norman Meredith, well-to-do stockbroker, finds himself doing in the suite of a palatial hotel in Rome, Italy, close on to four o'clock of a summer morning. I've been giving you a hard time. I mean, I'm out on the town all hours of the night living it up, and 
well, we'll be leaving for Paris tomorrow, and they've got a real out-of-sight cooking school there, and I thought if, if I could just make things up to you... Ah, uh, what do you care? Uh, oh, I care, I care, I care a lot. If you're saying that you're thinking of maybe settling down and acting like a wife when we're married, that is, and don't worry, Agnes will give me a divorce. Well, if that's what you've got in mind, I care. Is... Is that what you're thinking? I guess so. Yeah. I guess that's it. What else would have made me decide to learn to cook? What else would have made me buy this now? Sandy, will you snap it up? I'm We've got fine. less than 40 minutes to make the plane to Paris. I'm trying to find that knife. Knife? What knife? The carving knife, the one I picked up last night at the flea market. I left it right here on the table when I went to bed, and now it's gone. Forget it. Forget it. I'll get you another. It's got to be here somewhere. You didn't take it, no, did you? No, me. What would I want with a carving knife? You're the one who's going to take the cooking lesson. Well, if you didn't take it, where could it have got to? I don't know, and I don't care. Now, come on, or we'll miss that plane. <laughs> Huh? Oh, yes, yeah, thanks, Agnes. The scotchman water is easy on the scotch. Right. Arnold, you're a psychiatrist. What's wrong with Norman? What's happened to him? Why is he so fascinated by this cheap, common plant? I can't answer that. No doctor could. Without at least months of investigation of talks with Norman of treatments. But you must have some theory. I don't. Some things that happen in this world are beyond us, beyond our understanding. Now consider, Norman had a dream in which a woman tried to stab him to death. The next day, he meets in the flesh the self-same woman of that dream. So he said. Norman is no fool, Agnes. He meets this woman who tried to kill him in his dream... And he's irresistibly drawn to her. Now, is Norman mad? He is not. What then is the answer to all this? Who are you? How can you ask, Norman? Don't you know me? How would I know you? We've never met. Oh, yes, we have. And Norman. Mm. Oh, no, no, you know better than to ask. Where am I? What happened? 
We're in Paris. We're in Paris, France. We've been here for a week. It's 2.30 in the morning, and you've been having a nightmare. And, boy, you nearly killed me. Oh, no. Oh, no. yeah. Look at me. You've ripped my gown. Gown. I'm in pajamas. You're wearing a gown? I just got in. Came into the bedroom, and there you were moaning and tossing. I, I tried to wake you up, and you, 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 you attacked me. You grabbed me. You kept trying to... Like you were trying to stab me. You you said you'd be home early. You said you wanted to be rested, fresh for tomorrow's ceremony at the Curtain Rouge cooking school. Yeah, well, the people I was with, they, they decided to make a night of it, you know? That's, they're, they're still at it. Me, I broke away, so you see, I, I am home early, Normie. And stop calling me that. I've asked you a dozen times. Stop calling me Normie. I'm sorry. Honest, I am. Norman, I don't know what it is with me. I mean, I try. I really try to be the way you want me to be, but I don't know what it is. And it's funny, because at first I didn't care what you thought, how you felt, but being with you all these weeks, you're really smooth, Norman. You really are. And I'd like to be more than I am for your sake, but there's just something in me. I just can't can't control it. You too. And you, me too. No, you can't help yourself. I can't help myself. We're in the same boat, Sandy, and I have the feeling it's just begun to sink. Alors, puis demandez votre attention, mesdames et messieurs, s'il vous plaît. Ah, merci. Ah, Today, as the maître of this particular class in cooking here at Le Cordon Rouge, it is, uh, as you know, my pleasure to award prizes to the three best students. I'm delighted to see that Monsieur Norman Meredith has accompanied the beautiful Sandra Lawrence today because to her goes the first prize. Ah. <laughs> come, come forward, Sandy. The ABC, yeah? And accept your award. Avec mes compliments, chérie. Oh, thank you. Your nature. Ah. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, shall I open it so everybody can see what it is? <laughs> yes, but of course. Okay. Oh, hey. It's a knife. A beautiful carving knife. Uh, with, uh, take notice, Sherry, the name Le Cordon Rouge inscribed on the handle and your own name oh. on the blade. Monsieur Meredith, are you not proud of Miss Lawrence? You... Uh, uh, Monsieur Meredith, uh, are you uh, ill? Norman? No, I just, I just need some fresh air. Excuse me. You heard me, Norman. Where is the knife? How do I know? Now, you listen to me. Mm. The first time I met you, when you came to my place in New York, you acted real funny when you found that carving knife on the bar. You remember? And somehow I never saw that knife again. It just disappeared. Because you took it. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't? No. Then what happened to the carving knife I picked up at the flea market in Rome? I know I left it on that table when I went to bed that night, and it wasn't there when I got up, and somehow it disappeared forever. Just 
why you're accusing me. Because you took them and you hid them or you threw them away or you did something. And you've done the same thing with my Cornar Rouge knife. Not me. Then where is it? Now, you took the knife, Normie. You've taken them all. I don't care about the other two. But this one, it means something to me. So you won first prize in a cooking class. What's the big deal? You can say that to me. Listen, I went to that class so I could learn to cook for you. Not for me. And I succeeded. I won first prize. Me, Sandy Lawrence, first prize. I don't care about the knife. I care about what it stands for. And it stands for the fact that that I'm falling in love with you, Norman. I don't dandy baby me. I want my knife. Now, where is it? What have you done with it? I threw it away, Sandy. Where? In the river, in the sand. Then it's gone. I'm afraid so, honey. Norman, how could you do this? Why did you do it? Well. Why? Oh, well, I... I guess you might as well know, but because of the dream. What, the dream about me? Yes. What in heaven's name can the dream have to do with knives? In the dream, you try to kill me with a knife. I try to kill you? With a carving knife. Exactly like the knife I took and threw away. Long, gleaming, razor sharp. Are you telling me that I'm going to kill you? Stab you to death with a carving knife? Yes, that's, that's what I'm afraid of, Sandy. It's why I've been throwing away the knives, the carving knives that you somehow come up with again and again. You know something? You are out of your head. Just because that first prize is a carving knife, there's no reason. <coughs> Monsieur Philippe. Uh, may I come in, Sandy? Uh, yeah, of course. Thank you. Uh, Monsieur Mary. Hello. Uh, can I give you a drink? Oh, no, 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 merci, no. I stay only a minute or two. The fact of the matter is I am somewhat embarrassed to be here. Embarrassed? Something has happened which I do not understand. Uh, uh, this morning, I presented you with a beautiful carving knife. First prize for your work in my cooking class. Yeah. Yes. Well, this afternoon, a man came to me. He had been fishing on the banks of the Seine, and his hook had caught on this the knife. A carving knife. Uh, oui, Monsieur Meredith. The knife I gave you, Sandy, as first prize. It is, as I say, a puzzle to me, an embarrassment, because the knife could have got into the river only one way. It must have been thrown there, and... Well, alors, what I'm trying to say is if you do not want the oh. knife... No, Monsieur Meredith. Yes, fainted. Yeah. Is it something with knives? When I gave it to you this morning, it turned white, looked sick. And now, do knives bother him? <laughs> they what? They kill him, Monsieur Philippe. They kill him. <laughs> 
Well, all things considered, I think they'd kill me, too. It is curious, this affinity Sandra Lawrence has for carving knives. Or they for her. I'll return shortly with Act Three. Hi, I'm Goldilocks. Miss Goldilocks, if you please. And I'm a professional taste tester. Here at my taste test laboratory, that's TTL for short, <laughs> I taste test everything from porridge to diet drinks. Actually, there's not that much taste testing in porridge these days. There used to be once upon a time. I mean, that's how this Miz got into the biz. <laughs> but lately, it's been diet drinks. I mean, with so many diet drinks going sugar-free, I've been really busy conducting taste tests. A rather unbearable assignment, to be sure. But then I discovered sugar-free diet 7-Up. Fresh, natural, delicious. My only problem is that sugar-free diet 7-Up tastes so good that it broke my Goldilocks diet drink taste meter. Well, sugar-free diet 7-Up certainly has my seal of approval. This one's just right. Here's a timely offer from your participating colored man. He will give you a big 34 by 64 inch terry cloth Hey Culligan Man beach towel, a $6.50 value, absolutely free, just for letting him explain Culligan soft water service in your house. He will show you how to pamper your family with refreshing bathing, lustrous shampoos, and spotless dishes. And your Culligan Man offers three economical ways for you to enjoy unlimited soft water automatically. You have your choice of portable exchange service, the automatic rental plan, or outright purchase. Don't delay. Get all the interesting facts now. This offer is good while limited supplies last. So whether you own or rent your home, call your Culligan Man for your free beach towel featuring the famous Culligan Man and Culligan Gal cartoon characters in three bright colors yelling, Hey, Culligan Man! 82 degrees at Midway Airport on WBBM Chicago. Meredith fated to be stabbed to death by the woman who haunts his dreams, the woman he finds irresistible in real life? Sandy. Yes, Norman? Tell me where it is. Well, what is? You know what. The knife. Norman, we said we wouldn't talk about it anymore, remember? I remember you said we wouldn't. When I came into that hotel room in Paris and asked you what you'd done with the knife, you said we wouldn't talk about it anymore. Not me. I... I threw it away. You're a liar. Norman. You wouldn't have thrown it away. It meant too much to you. You've hidden it. All right, all right. I, I hit it. Get it. What, so you can throw it away? No. Listen to me. No, Norman, you listen to me for once. I'm listening. Now, the first time we met, I was... Well, not what I am now. I was kind of tough. I was kind of coarse kind of person I I don't want to be anymore because you showed me another kind of life. Where is the knife? Listen to me, please. Woman, I'm trying real hard to be the kind of woman who'd, who'd be worthy of you, you know? The kind of woman you could really love. The kind of woman you'd marry. We'll talk about all this later. Right now, 
I want that knife. Norman, forget the knife. Andy, you get me that knife. Wherever you hit it, get it and give it to me or so help me out. All right. All right. Here. You want it? Take it. You threw it at me. Another inch and it would have... You wanted it, Norman. You got it. Pick it up. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. All right. I'll pick it up. I'll... That's the last you'll ever see of it. Plenty of others. There's no trick buying a carving knife. You'll buy no knives. I'm going to get rid of this, and it's the last carving knife we'll ever see in this house. We'll see about that. I'm telling you. Well, I'm telling you. Nothing. You're telling me nothing. Norman, no. No. Nothing. (laughs) Oh, what have I done? I don't understand. I've killed it. I've heard of death. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Agnes, all I can say is you were right from the first right. It was just an aberration or infatuation, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's over. Will you take me back? Of course, Norman. I never really let you go. But... Yes? Are you sure it's over? Done. Are you absolutely sure? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I left her this morning. I told her that uh, everything was over between us. Everything. What did she say? Nothing. She must have said something. Nothing. Norman, Norman, darling. I'm sorry. No. Oh, you poor dear. You're worn out on the ragged edge. Done for. Through. No. Yes. No. Yes, sir. I'm ruined our marriage. Our business. Now, that's nonsense. Never. Our marriage is... Never, never be the same. You know it won't, Agnes. Oh. I did. Leaving you, running off with her. Well, you were caught up in something beyond your control. Too powerful for you to handle. But it is over now. Put it behind you. Begin again. I can't. I can't. But it isn't the end for us, Norman. It is for her. What? It is the end for her. You mean Sandra Lloyd? Well, yes, in a way, I suppose it is, but... Her kind, she'll, she'll get by. She'll start living again. Don't say that. Darling, she will. It isn't all over for her eyes. It is. It is. I can't write. What kind of nonsense are you talking? Norman. Uh, Norman, we're not going to talk anymore. Not now. I, um... I've got to go out for an hour or two, but... While I'm gone, I want you to rest. Now, lie down for a while. Will you do that? Yes. And, um, if you feel like a snack, ask Nora to fix something for you. Nora? Oh, I haven't had a chance to tell you. We have a maid. Nora. Wonderful cook, too. So if you want something, just ask her. You'll find her in the kitchen. She loves it, so she practically hides her maid there. What is it, dear? This isn't a dream, is it? But I'm home with you. I'm not dreaming, am I, Agnes? 
If you are, it's no nightmare, darling. Isn't it? Isn't it? I am afraid I told a little lie, Arnold. I just said I had to go out for an hour or so, but... Of course, I came straight here to see you. I'm glad you did, Agnes. I'm as worried about Norman as you are. He talked about Sandra Lawrence as if he had killed her. I mean, really killed her. When, of course, what he meant was that he felt that he'd ended her happiness, ruined her future. Oh, excuse me, my nurse. Yes? Captain who? The police. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Put him through. Uh, yes, Captain, this is Dr. Gerstein. Yes? Well, she was a patient of mine. She... What's that? Stabbed to death? Oh, good heavens, Ed. Yes, 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 of course. I'll answer any questions you may have. Uh, no, not at all. Goodbye. Agnes, you, uh, you said you left Norman at home? Yes. We'd better go there at once. Why? Arnold, what is it? That was the police. Sandra Lawrence was found this afternoon in her apartment, stabbed to death. Oh. Norman is telling the truth. He did kill her. It seems likely, Agnes. All too likely. bedroom asleep. I'll come with you. No, that's empty. Uh, the, the kitchen. I told him if he wanted to snack to ask Nora. Nora, have you seen... Oh. Easy, easy, Agnes. Uh, no, 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 the floor. Nice, it is. Hang on to yourself. Nora's sitting at the kitchen table, blood all over it. Nora, Come with me. Arnold, Arnold. Now you just sit here in the living room and let me handle things out there. Nora? That is your name, isn't it, Nora? Yes. What happened here? I don't know. I can't make any sense out of it. What happened? I came here into the kitchen. I just started dinner. He stared at me like I was some kind of ghost or something. And then he, he flung himself at me, grabbed me by the throat, and he was screaming, I'll kill you once and for all, I'll kill you and be rid of you. I grabbed for something to protect myself with. And the carbon knife was handy, I grabbed that. And the next thing I knew, he was there on the floor with a knife in his chest. Dead. I killed him. I killed him. But he would have killed me if I hadn't. Why? Why would he have killed you? Agnes, go back into the living room. Leave this to me. I want to know. 
My husband didn't even know you, Nora. Why would he have wanted to kill you? I don't understand. I do. Or do I? What do you mean? When did you hire Nora? Yesterday. Yesterday morning. According to the police, that's about the time Sandra Lawrence was murdered. What of it? What in heaven's name has that to do with Nora? Look at her, Agnes. Take a good look. Tall, hazel eyes with flecks of green. Long, blonde hair. You never met her, but I can tell you, Nora is the image to the life of Sandra Lawrence. those strange twists that fate so often takes, Norman Meredith's nightmare became reality, as he always knew it would. I'll be back shortly, just when you think you have to... You remember that. began, little, if anything, is known about the origin of dreams, where they come from, why they come, what they mean. I can only wish most sincerely for all your dreams to be happy ones, but I doubt that they will. Our cast included Kevin McCarthy, Terry Keene, Grace Matthews, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Now, a preview of our next tale. Your mind, Clark. You gave me your ring. But, but I told you... Lord, you may play with other women. You may deceive other women. But no man in the history of the world ever, it is me and live. I am Venus. I am Aphrodite. But I only... Hundreds, thousands, numberless races of men on this planet have worshipped me under numberless men. And now, I choose you. You must Woman. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by New Sugar-Free Diet 7-Up and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. WBBM Chicago News Radio 78, the correct time, 1123.